Hi, this is Jim Quick, and I have a quick update for you. I'm proud to announce my very first book, Limitless. Upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your exceptional life. This book is not only based on the latest neuroscience, it is field tested for over 28 years of working with some of the most amazing minds on our planet. Just go to LimitlessBook.com and enjoy this book. Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. Your question for today is, how do you have boundless brain energy? And we have a very special guest back on the show, New York Times bestselling author, podcaster, world expert, coach uh, to, to high performers. Wore my most Greenfield. fashionable pants for you today. You did, man. Show off my Washington State tan. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Thanks for coming back on the show, man. Oh, it's my pleasure, and it's a beautiful day in New York City. Yeah, if you haven't listened to the episode on the the four invisible supervillains, that's right. Uh, it was yeah. that was we talked about light, we talked about EMF, we talked about water and air. That was a powerful yeah. episode. A lot of great feedback on that. In this conversation, we wanted to get your best practices uh, with your brand new book, Boundless. Congratulations! Thanks on that. It's doing incredibly well. Let's talk about having boundless mental energy. How do you make your yeah. brain boundless? And a lot of people struggling with from slow thinking, you know. Yeah, yeah, you want and you should have and you deserve to have all the mental energy that you want at your beck and call throughout the day. Yeah. The physical energy and spiritual energy too, which is the entire thesis of the book really is, is boundless energy in all areas of life, mind, body, and spirit. And when it comes to the brain, I would say that particularly there there are a few factors that would directly affect things like brain fog, fuzzy thinking, etc. Most people are aware that excess stress and lack of sleep will affect that function. But those two very important variables aside, um, one that comes to mind is this whole idea of a blood-brain barrier. Many people are familiar with the blood-gut uh, barrier, right? We hear about phrases like leaky gut and gut permeability and undigested proteins passing from the gut into the bloodstream. Uh, but not a lot of people talk about the fact that there's also a barrier, a, a very permeable and delicate barrier between the blood and the brain designed to do things like keep toxins and large proteins and things like that out of neural tissue because can cause damage and you can cause things like fuzzy thinking, lack of blood flow to the brain, lack of nutrients to neural cells, etc. if you have a leaky or a compromised blood-brain barrier. Uh, if you are doing things like drinking excess alcohol, if you have a low intake of minerals such as magnesium, uh, poor sleep and stress I already mentioned, uh, high intake or exposure to toxins and even in some cases large inflammatory proteins such as uh, undigested gluten proteins. All of these things can essentially, the best way to think about it is, is rip holes in the blood-brain barrier. 
and, and cause the influx of things into neural tissue that should not be in there and that can affect your cognitive function. So it's right now in the, in the current medical state difficult to test for a leaky blood-brain barrier. There's one test I talk about in the book for, uh, for certain types of proteins that may indicate that it's not functioning properly. But if you have brain fog, if you have fuzzy thinking, if you suffer from cognitive issues, if you suffer from poor sleep, it's usually a pretty good sign that there's something going on with the blood-brain barrier. It's usually that and or your neurotransmitter function. So when it comes to the blood-brain barrier, a few things that I would recommend that folks look into for healing it. Um, one would be any of these antioxidants that act particularly well on neural tissue. Um, with the cool side effect being that many of these same antioxidants would have an effect on the amyloid plaques that may be a precursor for things like dementia or Alzheimer's. Uh, one very powerful one that I, that I talk about in the book is kind of similar to glutathione, but on a neural level more powerful, and that would be N-acetylcysteine, or, or NAC. Um, very potent neural antioxidants. Uh, it's available in, in supplement form. It's available in effervescent tablets. There's not a lot of great food sources of N-acetylcysteine for, for the purposes of healing the blood-brain barrier or mitigating plaque formation. It's better to just go, go straight to a supplemental form. Um, another, another example would be the use of ketone bodies, such as ketone esters or ketone salts, or even mitigating your overall glucose and carbohydrate intake so you're churning out ketones yourself, nutritional ketosis, sure. with the reason being that, uh, that the glial cells can actually metabolize glucose and produce a lot of free radicals that can do damage to the blood-brain barrier. So there are, there are some companies that will... Uh, sell ketone esters or ketone salts that can be used as a supplement. You can do things like lower overall glucose consumption or do as I do and save all your carbohydrate intake for a post-workout scenario or perhaps just until the very end of the day. So you're having nutritional ketosis the entire day and then you might break that with a little bit of carbohydrates with dinner and then get back into it. Can we define dinner. ketosis and ketones for... Yeah, yeah, a ketone body is simply a molecule that can be used for energy. You know, think of glucose, think of fatty acids, uh, protein to a certain extent. But the burning of ketones for energy does not result in many free radicals at all. It's a very stable, slow bleed, long-term source of fuel. And it is readily taken up by the brain, the liver, the heart, the diaphragm as this quite potent source of fuel that's very stable. And your body can make it itself. Typically your body will produce its own ketones in response to the consumption and the burning of fats, which is why a traditional ketogenic diet tends to be high fat. Uh, however, if you want to amplify your ketone levels even more, which I think is a cool strategy, especially if you are in an inflamed state, if you've been flying on an airplane a lot, if you have jet lag, um, if, if you have any of these issues related to poor fuel availability for the brain or damage to the blood-brain barrier, I think that beyond nutritional ketosis, the use of these ketone salts or ketone ester supplements is useful. I, some of them, you know, there's like a new keto pill out and it's like one twentieth of what you'd actually need to get your ketone levels elevated. But some of these these larger like liquid drinks and powders that you can mix into coffees and teas, et cetera, 
are very useful. So you mentioned neurotransmitters, and when we're talking, how does that relate to brain energy? And yeah, in, in the book, I call them the brain's bumblebees, right? Because they're essentially molecules that act as as chemical uh, transmitters, and you know hover around and move through the body and the nervous system like little bumblebees. We're talking about things like serotonin, uh, dopamine, gamma-aminobutyric acid, or, or GABA as it's more popularly known, um, uh, alpha-GPC or acetylcholine. And most neurotransmitters would fall into the category of either being excitatory or inhibitory. And when you actually look at the profile of a lot of people, many personality characteristics are based on certain dominances of neurotransmitters. So people who are dopamine dominant, for example, would thrive in a very adventurous, exciting, thrilling type of lifestyle that involves jumping out of planes or going off to be a Navy SEAL for your career. Whereas people who are uh, acetylcholine dominant, they would be more comfortable writing or being artists or doing something that's a little bit more stable and in fact can get stressed out by those very exciting type of situations. So I think identifying your neurotransmitter dominance is important and I link to a few quizzes within the book that can help you to identify that. Similar to the blood-brain barrier, it's a little bit difficult to test chemically for neurotransmitter dominances, but typically a questionnaire can help you identify. And then it's important, no matter what your neurotransmitter dominance and the lifestyle or the activity choices that you make based on your specific neurotransmitter dominances, to care for your neurotransmitters. Uh, for example, uh, they, they can become exhausted with excess sensory inputs. And this mm. would include things, simple things like playing your MP3 player too loud. Like I, I dial in my music player to the quietest I can get it while still being able to hear so that I'm not overstimulating my neurotransmitters uh, in the evening uh, with what you choose to watch on Netflix or elsewhere, choosing things that might be mildly intellectual stimulating, but, but not horrific, not, not a lot of heavy action-based movies. And of course, there are, there are hacks. Let's say that you do decide you want to go on a date to the, whatever, the latest uh, Avengers movie or, right. or whatever. Uh, you can actually use neurotransmitters in supplementary form. So you could use like a GABA type of supplement to flood your body with inhibitory neurotransmitters after you've had an excitatory event so that you can get the neurotransmitters balanced again. Similarly, uh, if you're in a state of excess sensory input, as many of us are, all of the neurotransmitters are going to be stimulated and turn over at higher amounts. So getting things into your body that are precursors for the neurotransmitters is important. Probably two of the most important would be a full spectrum of amino acids. So eating really good sources of protein throughout the day and making sure, you know, especially if you're, if you're vegan or vegetarian, that you're delving into a variety of different plant sources like grains and legumes, etc. So you're getting a good, complete protein profile so you have all the amino acids that you need for neurotransmitter formation. Uh, and then the other one would be a good vitamin B12 source or a vitamin B complex source. And again, if you're eating a plant-based diet, this is a little bit more difficult. Typically, you need to supplement with some absorbable form of vitamin B complex. If you're eating uh, meat, for example, or an omnivore, then usually you're getting what you need from meat. But amino acids, vitamin B complex, avoiding excess sensory input, 
And then if you are in a state where you've been exposed to a lot of excitatory input, considering putting things into your body that would help to support GABA levels, help to support serotonin levels, that can be a smart strategy. And I mentioned when I was talking about GABA that you can, you can buy inhibitory neurotransmitter complexes that contain GABA uh, from a variety of, of supplement companies. But the other ones to consider for serotonin uh, would be something like uh, 5-HTP. This is in a lot of sleep-based supplements that can help to support the serotonin levels. Another example would be something like um, like holy basil you know, before you go to bed at night. Ashwagandha appears to do a pretty good job of that as well. So some of these things that are traditional relaxation type of supplements will help to support serotonin or GABA or both. And similarly, I mean, you can hack all this stuff. It's a big part of the book is just about hacking these things. Let's say you want to feel better when you're doing an excitatory dopamine-based activity. You want to amplify dopamine availability. You could do things like a cacao tea, which is rich in theobromine and some dopamine precursors. You could use uh, L. macuna, which is a good dopamine precursor. And so there are certain things you can do that can almost make fun activities that cause a release of dopamine even more fun. So you can kind of play with your neurotransmitters in both ways. And, of course, it's also very important to understand that you can't excessively exhaust them with excess sensory input. Well, we covered a lot of information here. What would you give to people who are watching at home, they're listening at home, one thing to do, maybe one additional tip from your book that you could recommend, either as a challenge or as a good piece yeah. of yeah. functional advice? Sure. I've, I've got a cool one for people. Um, I'm reading this book right now called Human Photosynthesis, and it's actually about how the body, including the mitochondria and neural tissue, can actually generate electrons in response to photons of light. And it's, it's almost like plant photosynthesis. And, it, and it, it happens all the more readily if you're eating some of these precursors that get activated by sunlight, especially like greens and blues. You know, right. there, are, there are things out there like spirulina and chlorella, blueberries, you know, anything that has like a blue-green pigmentation. If you have those type of foods in your diet, dark leafy greens, berries, spirulina, chlorella, you know, even like the red wine, the dark chocolate, all these fall into that category. And you pair that with exposure to sunlight, or if you're in a dark climate and you can't get exposure to sunlight, any of these fancy uh, light panels, head-worn light devices, far infrared, near infrared, anything like that, you actually activate mitochondrial activity in neural tissue and you make energy in a similar manner as a plant would photosynthesize, which just blew my mind when I found this. Uh, it's, it, it's in the book, but, but basically eat a rainbow of colors and get out in the sunlight. It's amazing, not for your brain, but for your entire body. That's amazing. Ben, uh, congratulations on the new book. New book is called Boundless. I, I recommend everybody get their copy. We'll put uh, in the show notes, as we always do, we'll put all the details and all the links there also as well. How do people stay in touch with you? Uh, BenGreenfieldFitness.com, and it's usually Ben Greenfield or Ben Greenfield Fitness on all the social media platforms that I'm trying to keep up with. <laughs> I recommend everyone, I challenge everybody to take a screenshot of this episode uh, or of this video, tag Ben, tag myself, and what I want you to do is share one aha that you got out of this conversation. We know that when, when you share it, you get to teach it, you get to learn it again, and, uh, and that's part of it. You learn so you can earn, so you have more to be able to return. It's like the hero's journey. Right? They, they get separated from the ordinary world, they find a mentor, overcome trials and, and challenges, 
but they come back to that world with lessons and strength. And, and so the it's elixir. A, the elixir, yes. right? Return with the elixir. Exactly. So the, what what was the magic elixir that you got out of this conversation? One thing that you're going to apply, as you see on my shirt, knowledge alone isn't going to change your life, but application and action really does. So tag Ben, tag myself, your big aha. And as always, I'll, I'll repost some of my favorites. And uh, Ben, thanks for doing cool. this again. Thanks, man. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Or simply text the word podcast to 916-822-7246 and we'll send you a direct link. That's 916-82-BRAIN. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, one more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag Quick Brain, K-W-I-K Brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think.